0: Hi, I'm Gregory Sinclair, resident artist here at Soul Pepper Theater and producer of our audio programs. Welcome to the first of our new series of Saturday cabaret podcasts. This last Saturday at the Young Center for the Performing Arts, actor, writer, and accomplished blues musician Raul Beneja took to the stage in the TD studio with the first installment of Raul's Blues Interviews. Raoul's first guest is the legendary Danny Marks. Together they trace Danny's remarkable career in words and music, the outlines of which overlay the history of the Toronto blues scene and offer a truly unique glimpse into unexplored quarters of Canadian music.
1: Franklin's up here in this town. Just a queen on a 20. She's nowhere to be found. A $2 bill. Lord, a $2 bill is all I need. A $2 bill. Lord, a two-dollar bill is all I need. If I got just paid my rent, hook up my telephone, I need a baker. To keep our happy home, I try not to worry and get too upset without a hundred dollar burden I can't give me no respect. A two dollar bill, Lord, a two dollar bill is all I need. bill, Lord, a two-dollar bill is all I do. A $50 king rules my world. I need to count on you. To feed my baby and my girl To put a smile on her face What am I gonna do How'd for her to love me Without any green, purple, or blue Two dollar bill Lord, a two dollar bill is all dollar bill is all I need. <laughs> thank you so much ladies and gentlemen welcome 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 my name is Raul Benetia and this is what we're calling Raul's Blues interviews because it kind of rhymes to my right is the legendary Canadian blues musician, musician, and gentleman, Terry Wilkins. <laughs> um, one of the things we're trying tonight with the interview is, um, as some of you may or may not know, I um, premiered a show here in Toronto last year at the Theatre Muraille called Life, Death and the Blues, which is kind of an autobiographical play concert thing. Um, It was nominated for Dora for Outstanding Musical, if I can say that, if that means anything to you. We lost to some show called Once. And then I think in the other category, we lost to some show called Spoon River. Um, But one of the elements of Life, Death, and the Blues is at the end of the show, the play, I invite uh, a legendary member of the blues community out of the audience to come and be interviewed and play with the band. In that format, though, we were only really able to do two songs and have very, very short conversations with the guests. So for my first guest in this series, uh, which we hope is a long-running series here that we get to do, I've invited a gentleman who is a fixture of the Toronto music scene, um, started playing at a very young age. In fact, I was in The Butchers today. I was standing in line at The Butchers and I ran into a friend of mine who's a television director. And I said, oh, at Soul Pepper tonight, I'm doing a performance with this, with this gentleman. And he said, oh, yeah, man, I remember, I used to see him at the Isabella, I used to see him in all these places on Young Street. Man, like how old is that guy? He must be so old by now. And when I told him his age, he went, oh man, he's, he's my age. And I said, yeah, because he started really young in this business. And he's not only been playing and singing his whole life in this city, but he's also grown into uh, one of the nation's most respected blues uh, DJs. And he's been a broadcaster as well for many years. And we're very excited to have him here. Please put your hands together for my guest tonight, Mr. Danny Marks. And I said mister, and I'm in big trouble. Danny Marks! So Danny and I have this long-running joke where I'm not allowed to call him Mr. because he prefers it when I just call him Danny. So I just did it. After 10 years of knowing Danny, I just called him Mr. Marks yet again. But now I'm calling him Danny. So Danny, I know one of the fun things we're going to do tonight is that you've also got some songs like I had in my show which are autobiographical. So why don't you... uh, Start us off with a song about uh, where it all began.
2: Okay, roll. I will. We used to live by the railroad track. Trains would run on through the back. One day, Mama went in our backyard. She said, Summertime's coming and it's really hard. While the trains run around twice a day, bring a load, then roll away. Once was a time that they ran on steam But the trains don't run anymore, it seems too bad 17 my mama was a crying she said baby 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 baby, boy please don't go i said i gotta go mama and my papa said hand me the keys Well, we used to live by the railroad track. Trains would run on through the back. One day, Mama went in our backyard. She said, summertime's coming, and it's really hard. Is that all right? Now, you know, Roel, this whole Mr. thing started for me because the radio station that I work at is called Jazz FM 91. In fact, what time is it?
1: Yeah, hold on now. (laughs) It's 847 on a Saturday night. That's right,
2: I've been on the air for 47 minutes tonight. (laughs) How do I sound? (laughs) So I went into the, I'd go in, and the receptionist would always say to me, uh, Good afternoon, Mr. Marks, and I'd say, you know, and I said to her, I finally said, Mo, why do you call me Mr.? She said, oh, it's out of respect. So then Ross Porter would walk in, she'd say, hi, Ross, you know, and I said, well, you mean you respect me more than the CEO of the station, Ross Porter? She didn't know what to say to that, and my friend Dorothy said, you know, you should tell people, I understand that when you call me Mr. Marks, you mean it with respect, but I really prefer to be called Danny. Danny. And I thought that was very nice. But the other day, we were watching a movie starring John Wayne. You remember him? He was an actor.
3: <laughs>
2: this crowd knows John Wayne. You're all okay, right. good. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the movie's called The Searchers. And I wonder who here tonight knows what famous Buddy Holly song was taken from what John Wayne kept saying in the movie The Searchers. That'll be the day. Ah. Yeah. Ah, what am I, a doctor? All of a sudden. <laughs> So in in the movie, his his niece, his nephew keeps saying to him, Uncle Ethan, Uncle Ethan. And John Wayne finally turns to him and he says, don't call me uncle, sir, grandpa, or Methuselah, my name is Ethan. And I thought, yeah. Now how many of you guys go into a store and and, and the the guy calls you, sir, and you go, you know what, I detect an edge there to that, sir, (laughs) that Mr. Marks, you know. So that's why John Wayne showed me. Now don't call me, Even? uncle. Don't <laughs> yeah, call me. Either. So that's it. And yeah, we did used to live by the railway tracks. The railroad tracks uh, was the the belt line in the city of Toronto. You're nodding. You know where. Where that was that, Danny? I have no idea. Well, does anyone know uh, Chaplin Crescent? The K. Gardner. Well, let the ra- let the r- recording show that hands are going up <laughs> in the air. That's the K Gardner Trail, and that was used to be the Belt Line in the 1800s. It was uh, built for people that they bring the tourists in just to live in that part of, of Toronto, and for years and years, um, that it was it just it was used by um, freight to bring uh, stuff out to the coal bins out there at uh, Milne's uh, Co- Coal and uh, Mount Pleasant and Davisville. And one day, Mom and I went out in the backyard and we saw the flatbed cars going through the backyard on the train. And on each one of them was a bright red, brand new subway car, the Red Rockets, mm. fresh off the boat from the UK. And mm. another time we went into the backyard, it must have been 1962, they were testing the Air Raid early warning system. And how many of you remember hearing that god-awful sound in the city of Toronto? What? They've dismantled all those. Anyway, that's my story.
1: Can you tell me a little bit, Dan, about um, that song? And uh, now you say you left home mm. at 17. Correct. But where did you leave to? And what did, why, were you, why was your mama crying?
2: I left home at 17 to go to Yorkville where the hippies were and uh, become a rock musician and a blues musician, because that's what we did back then. And, and did you live down there too? I did. I lived above the grab bag on Yorkville Avenue for many years. grew my hair long. And, uh, and lived in Yorkville, and I was in a, I was in a pop rock band, and uh, I was the sort of the blues part of the band, and we also had pop hits that everybody in this place today remembers.
1: So that sounds like you're gonna play one, but you're, are you gonna play one of those mm, or not? Well,
2: I could play one, I could, uh, b- or I could just sing one. Okay. Because I could sing this. Cause I'm thinking of you. Well, <laughs> maybe they don't know it. <laughs> Listen, there's not that they're many people here. You know what I mean? Sing. That's like uh, you putting a pressure on them there. You know well, what I mean? Well, thank goodness one lady <laughs> sang. Because otherwise I would have had something on my face that isn't the usual. But it's, uh, yeah, because I'm thinking of you. Help me now. You don't know that one? Okay. There they go. They all you know, go, but they're scared to sing. How yeah. about this? It's the last. Oh, come on. Well,
1: that's the last. That could be what? what Edda right. James? That's it. <laughs>
2: Looks like Raúl. If we can just take a second. Yeah. I will sing a little bit of one. For okay. You. Good. Yes. Pulling out. Good. Pulling out. Plugging in. Uh, Wait uh, a second. Is this working? Yeah. Ah, I <laughs> hope. That's high class entertainment. <laughs> and it transfers so well to, yeah, to, it
1: lo- the, to the recording. It looks radio.
2: great on the radio. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> I don't care. You know what? I'm so tired of people telling me, I'm so tired of people saying, oh, you've got a face for radio, like it's funny. I also have a television series. You do. It is. And yeah. we'll get to that too, but just give Fine. me a second. Okay, listen Let me hear to this. one of your songs from the good old days. Here's from Edward Because I'm thinking of you. Down in Mexico, feeling free as the air. Here I am, stuck in the city, still going nowhere. Now, how many people just, do you know that song? (laughs) Signify by going, yeah. (laughs) All right, thank you. This is a recorded medium today as well. All right, here's another one. Now, this rule is the one that gave me bad dreams. Did you know I go to sleep And leave the lights on Hoping you'd come by And know that I was up And still awake Cause it's the last song You can sing it out loud Right for you Welcome to Toronto It's the last time that I'll tell you Just how much I really care. It's the last song I'll ever write. Well, anyway, that was. Oh, now you're singing. What? Of course you know. So, song. so, d- Dan. That, that was d- a two million-selling hit record, and that was. See. Here's the thing, Raul, was my thing. is I was a long-haired hippie. I went down to Yorkville. We were a blues rock group, Edward Bear. We opened for the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. You've heard of them. Oh, we sure. opened for Led Zeppelin, not once, but twice, Show that I'm giving the peace sign. Yeah. And, we, and we would get standing ovations for that because I was singing the blues and we were a good live band. But all my friends said, Dan, you're a blues musician. Why are you in this pop group? And I, and I listened to them foolishly. And, and I thought, you know, they're right. I'm a blues musician. I left Edward Bear. I fumbled around with Ricky James, you know, the super freak? Super freak? Yeah, super he was. Freak, yeah. I played with Tiny Tim, Bo Diddley, Ronnie Hawkins, Rita Coolidge. A lot of people. I backed up Johnny Bauer and Mr. Dress Up. Not at the same <laughs> time, mind you. Um, and I, But one of the great things about backing up Johnny Bauer, I know I'm skipping around a little bit, was when you shook Johnny Bauer's hand, it was like he was still wearing the goalie's mitt. And, uh, and I got the chance to introduce my dad to Johnny Bauer, and my dad said to him, you were one of the good ones, and was very cool. <laughs> but all my friends that told me, you should leave that band, you're a blues musician, why are you in this silly pop group, Edward Bear? And then they hit with Last Song, and it became like it was top, one of the top, it wasn't top number one, but I think it was number two in Billboard, all over the world. And all my friends said, why did you leave? <laughs> so you got to watch Peer Pressure, that's all I'm well, saying. Well,
1: see, that. the good thing is the the... You know, if you'd maybe stayed that route, you wouldn't have spent the rest of your life also dipping back in, in and out of blues your whole career, and then I wouldn't be sitting with you
2: tonight, because yeah. we wouldn't have played together. The culmination of my life. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, let's do a song. Sure.
2: What do you want to do?
1: Well, why don't you do a song by one of those guys who was an
2: early influence? Well, um, is this where I should do this, the blues for Lonnie Johnson and tell that story, or, yeah, or should we well, go no, on? No,
1: let's do Can't Be Satisfied, and then let's do Lonnie Johnson. All right, over. so
2: let me switch back to the other, to the Muddy Waters guitar and Uh, One thing that happened in Toronto was that Muddy Waters played a matinee at the Colonial Tavern. And all of the guys on the scene today were there, whether it was Colin Linden or Paul James. We were all at that matinee because kids were allowed in. We all saw Muddy Waters at the Colonial Tavern, and that changed our lives.
1: Now, that would have been probably... I mean, I know there's reports of Muddy playing here as early as
2: the late '50s. Yeah, but this would be, I think,
1: 70s? '66 or '67. That early, '66, '67. Well, I think it could wow. be. Yeah, I mean. And that would have been at the Colonial, point. right?
2: Yeah, Colonial Tavern. So grab your harmonica and let's play this one in E flat if we can. Okay. Uh, a lot of people know that Muddy Waters was a big influence uh, on the Rolling Stones, not only because they named their band the Rolling Stones after one of his songs. Rolling Stone, but also because he had this song called, I Can't Be Satisfied. And they made that into satisfaction. Same kind of thing, right? And instead of da, 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 da it had this riff, which is. I'm going away now, baby. I won't be back no more going away down south Don't you want to go You know I'm troubled I got a worried mind Well I can't be satisfied And I just can't keep from crying All night long I hear my doorbell ring Looking for my baby, and I can't see a doggone thing. You know, I'm troubled, I got a worried mind. Well, I can't be satisfied, and I just can't keep from crying. If you like slapping my pistol in your face, let some lonesome graveyard be your resting place. Know I'm troubled, I got a worried mind. Ah, I can't be satisfied, and I just can't keep from crying Play one rule. and shout When that old train comes in I come walking out You know that I'm troubled I got a worried mind Yeah Well I can't be satisfied And I just can't keep from crying You know that I can't be satisfied And I just can't keep From crime.
1: So, now I look back on you guys and I go, man, you guys were lucky because you got to see In that time period so many of the
2: legendary blues guys coming through town yeah i met bb king at the cock door tavern which a lot of people might not remember cock door means the golden rooster and uh i was in there i was just a young boy and out of the darkness of the club steps this giant of a man i looked way up there and it was bb king and i said wow (laughs) bb i play guitar too i didn't know what to say to him and he reached in and said that's nice he reached in his pocket and he handed me a little little black pick with bb king written on it and i put the pick in my little you know that pocket of your jeans that (laughs) skinny tiny little little skinny the little pick pocket that you got in there and then he melted back into the crowd and then went saw the band went home and i put my jeans you know hung them over the chair and i the next morning i woke up and i thought was that a dream or did i really meet bb king And of course, I went into the jeans, and there was the pocket, and there was the pick right in there. And yes, I still have that pick. Yeah. Yeah. And I met him again a couple of years ago, just before he died. He was—he was sweet, man. Was he ever sweet?
1: And uh, now the cock door—that was uh, where was that place? Now that was on Young above. That was—was that a place that was above somewhere?
2: Yeah, Uh, I believe maybe above the Zanzibar, or there was a Zanzibar, and uh and there was a lot of good places. We used to play at a place called the Bermuda Tavern. We used to back the dancers there from. From something like we played the seven thousand sets a night in there, half hour on, half hour off, and you get to take breaks with the girls and you know all that sort of thing. It's now Remington's Met of steel. And In fact, I think somebody got stabbed in there just last night. Oh well, but I mean, stabbed, not in a you know in inspirational sense. But,
1: but the, and so the uh, it's nice to see that there's. It's funny because, of course, there was kind of the live music era of Young Street. Yes. Then there was the kind of burlesque live music. Then yeah. there was the strip club uh, Young yeah. Street. And now there's just that now what's left is like three strip clubs. We had this yeah. incredible musical history on Young Street and now there's like three strip clubs left. Yeah.
2: And now it's kind of like the CNE a little bit but not very good. Just <laughs> smell the waffles and that's it. It's too bad, but li- live music it is alive and well in Toronto. But Toronto is a great town for live music and there's and there's a Billion, kajillion clubs of it, especially if you go to Dundas West. It just keeps migrating to where yeah, the moves. renter is lower. Yeah, it moves around.
1: Well, I'm going to do one here, Danny, that's okay. um, of the same vintage. There was a guy by the name of Jimmy Rogers who used to play with
2: uh, Muddy. You, Jimmy Rogers? No, there was There's three. <laughs> there was three. There were. i I'll tell you what, if <laughs> I may. And frankly, who's going to stop me? There were... <laughs> There were three Jimmy Rogers's. and the one was uh, Muddy Waters' right-hand man, his guitar player, Jimmy Rogers. And then there was uh, Jimmy Rogers, the singing breakman, who's the father of country music. The yodeler, that the incredible yodeler. yodeler. Who, and he also recorded with Louis Armstrong, and he's the inspiration to Hank Williams, and so many of the others. And there's the other Jimmy Rogers that you probably know. The one that's saying, Well, it's kind of strange, and it's kind of funny how the Lord made bees, and the bees made honey, and a honeybee looking for a home. And he called it the honeycomb, well, he searched the world. Anybody remember that song? Signified by,
1: yeah. Now, who's that Jimmy? I've never heard of that Jimmy Rogers. Who's that Jimmy Rogers? I know the other two.
2: He had great hit records out. He sang with a beautiful, passionate voice. And in all of his songs, God was there and stuff was happening and <laughs> it was a biblical stuff on the charts. It was always God was always somewhere near. She had kisses sweeter than wine.
1: Oh. What is the vintage, Danny, of that gentleman?
2: Well, he'd be late fifties, I okay. believe. Yeah, and he played. He played a guitar like 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 a funny little guitar like this with an open tuning, and he just he just put his finger over there. Yeah, he was that great. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm gonna, gonna
1: I'm gonna do one by the Muddy Waters, uh, Jimmy Rogers. All right. Who I think probably by the time uh, um, Marty came to Toronto, Jimmy Rogers wasn't playing with him. Jimmy Rogers had his clothing store in Chicago and was doing his own, his own front lining at that point. I don't think he was. Uh I had no idea. Yeah, he had his own. It's the business. Yeah, Jimmy Rogers. there you go. Yeah, he's, like, he's your. Who'd have thought?
2: He's your people. He's one of my people. Well.
1: time you said if I be yours honey you sure be mine but that's alright I know you don't love me no more but baby that's alright cause every now that I wonder When you deny it. Tell me baby Honey what's getting wrong with you You don't treat me baby Nothing like you used to do But that's alright You don't love me no more, but baby, that's alright. Cause every now that I wonder. What's getting wrong with you? You don't treat me, baby. Nothing like you used to do, but that's all right. I know you don't love me no more, baby, but that's all right. cause every now that i wonder hey who's loving you tonight
3: thank you
1: now dan around this time It turns out there was a legend living among the people of Toronto. There was a blues, a certified 100%, no doubt about it, blues legend living in Toronto in your youth. And it was a story that, frankly, only guys like you knew. And a lot of guys like me didn't know.
2: I didn't know it either, to tell you the truth. Wait, you lived it, though. I had no clue. You wrote a song about it. That's true, I did. Uh, You know, the word... And the term legend—that's one of these days they're going to take that and icon and things like that and just put them aside, and maybe stop using them for a little while because uh, after a while everybody's a legend. But uh, this fellow, this fellow was—you know—in that movie—is it the movie *The Ruttles* where there's a there's an old old black guy saying, I, "They wouldn't have done nothing if it weren't for me." Well, there's an element of truth in that because it, the group the Beatles, you've heard of them, four young lads from Liverpool, they sort of this kind of thing that they I'm just here. happy to be here. Yeah.
3: I'm
1: just happy to be here, Dan. That's true. I That's can't true. wait, you know. I'm from I'm actually born from Manchester
2: myself. Well, they were so. from Liverpool, Liverpool so it's more like this. You see that sort of thing, right. like they had a mouthful of marbles and all that You're sort right. of thing. Well, they came from a kind of music called Skiffle. And Skiffle Music was born by this fellow named Lonnie Donegan, whose real first name wasn't Lonnie, but he changed it to Lonnie because he toured with a guy named Lonnie Johnson. So Lonnie Johnson was an influence on Lonnie Donegan, who in turn gave birth to Skiffle, which in turn gave birth to all of the bands and so many bands in Britain, including, of course, the Beatles, who started off as the Quarrymen, a Skiffle group, and so this, this Lonnie Johnson gave birth to that. But it gave birth to far more. If you follow the, the, the family tree of, the, of rock, where, where blues influenced it, say you get an Eddie, Eddie Van Halen. He says, I learned everything that Eric Clapton ever played. And Eric Clapton would say, no, you didn't, but thanks anyway. And Eric Clapton would say, I learned everything that B.B. King ever played. B.B. King would say, I learned everything that T-Bone Walker ever played. And T-Bone Walker would say, well, I learned everything from Lonnie Johnson. And Robert Johnson would also say, I copied, note for note, where I could, Lonnie Johnson. And Django Reinhardt would say, yeah, Lonnie Johnson, because Eddie Lang. So now these are maybe too many names to digest at this point. Who was Eddie Lang? He was Bing Crosby's first guitarist. Huge influence on Les Paul. And Les Paul was the guy that they named the Les Paul guitar after. So many... So many branches uh, of the blues and jazz and everything that it spawned go back to this little son of a gun named Lonnie Johnson, who was one of 13 kids and almost all the rest of his family died over there in, in Europe. And they were all musicians and Lonnie played the violin and he got the idea to play guitar. He was the first modern guitarist of all time. It all goes back to Lonnie Johnson. And Lonnie Johnson became a caretaker. He was sweeping up in Philadelphia. He was doing stuff, and somehow he did go to Britain. But he also got the idea to live in Toronto. And well, now hold on one second. Okay, one please, second. because I got to gotta switch guitars. So Lonnie Johnson came to Toronto. Yeah, and the and he started his own club, but it sort of failed. He was. You know, Lonnie was a, another one of these funny fellows who really, he wanted to play ballads as well and pop music. And everyone wanted him to, to play the blues. That's the problem with a lot of blues things. They want to dumb dumb it down. They want to call it Da Blues, <laughs> B-L-O-Z-E. And they want guys to wear overalls and be like Lead Belly. I killed a man in prison. Perfect, you know. <laughs> but Lonnie Johnson wanted to sing ballads and sophisticated music as well. Um, I have a story about Lonnie Johnson because in about 1970 I, and I, I did tell you that he died here. He was hit by a car. The car smashed into him and pushed him up against uh, the wall of a building, I believe near what used to be Webster's Restaurant where all we all used to go after hours for snacks and Yorkville days. And Lonnie Johnson never recovered from that injury. But... Um,
1: And he would have been quite an elderly man at that time, too. He would have been, yeah. He
2: was in his mid-70s or so, older than I, even. And so here's Lonnie Johnson. um, And I know... I want to tell you that he was an angel in my life because when I was walking down Yorkville one day, I saw this little black guy playing a friend's guitar, and I said, who is that guy? And the reason I wanted to know around Will and everyone was that he had, like, um, a halo around his head... And have you ever seen an aura? Like, do you ever see, does anyone, Is am I the only one who sees auras on people, around people? Mm-hmm. Like, if you see two people that are really in love, can you kind of feel like there's sort of a, a little halo around them? So I saw Lonnie Johnson, and he had a bronze kind of a thing, like those old biblical pictures on the wall that you'd see of, a, of, a, of, a, of an angel. with. And them.
1: that's not just because you'd never seen a black person before,
2: right? That is correct. And <laughs> okay. It was not yeah, an checking. afro, so let's just not checking. talk okay. about that. I definitely I saw a halo and I said to my friend who is that it's Lonnie Johnson I didn't think much of it but anyway later on I saw a video of him playing and I thought I should tell my story about Lonnie Johnson and a halo and I heard him play this riff that goes So I can play that riff. I could tell my story about seeing Lonnie Johnson with a halo. I did that. I wrote the song, and the owner of a TV network, a guy named Ken Murphy, who founded the um, uh, Hi-Fi, Canada's Music and Art Channel, Ken founded that, he saw me sing the song on our TV show called Guitar Picks, and he said, that's Danny Marks. I've been a fan of his for 25 years. Let's give him his own TV series. So it turned out that Lonnie Johnson was my angel, and when I told his story, I got what I'd always wanted, which was a television series about the blues. So he really was an angel, so. This song's a little bit high, so let me stand up and sing it, and are you gonna play your harmonica in the key of G? So here's here's blues for Lonnie Johnson. When I was just 19 years old Yeah, I first saw Lonnie Johnson When I was just 19 years old He had a rainbow round his shoulders And it was shining just like gold circulated. He had put his guitar down that had moved to Philadelphia where he pushed a broom around. He came up to Toronto and just started making sound when a car jumped the sidewalk, struck Lonnie Johnson down. But I first saw Lonnie Johnson when I was just 19 years old. He had a rainbow around his shoulders And it was shining just like gold Interlude Go on, brother my story about Lonnie Johnson's fate I'm glad I brought it to you but now it's getting late the name of Lonnie Johnson will go down through the age in the story of the blues he's on the very first page you know he blazed a trail for those that came along And that's the very reason why I'm singing you this song Cause I first saw Lonnie Johnson When I was just 19 years old He had a rainbow round his shoulders And it was shining just like gold Oh Thank you.
1: Okay, well, let's... Uh, while we have a few minutes left here. Let's uh, open the floor to a few questions. Some folks said they had a few questions. This is a great time to ask.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, tell us a bit about
0: the Colonial Tavern. Oh, yeah. See, I'm always. I'm interested yeah, in that, too. Back in to the day, I saw George Benson play there. Like, when, uh,
2: late. George Benson might well be the greatest living jazz guitarist in the right, world today. Just really right. Yeah. George Benson is the son of Wes Montgomery, who was the son of Charlie Christian, whose biggest influence was Lonnie Johnson. Uh, The Colonial Tavern was a wonderful place, and I believe Martin Onrod, who brought Led Zeppelin to Toronto and had Edward Bear open for Led Zeppelin, was the guy who booked the Colonial. It was a tremendous place to see the greats. We saw B.B. King, Freddie King, Albert King, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, and all of the great jazz musicians, they all came to the colonial. And typical for Toronto, a city that we love, it was raised to the ground before anybody had a chance to say, oh, pardon me, could we save a piece of our history? And it's not even made into condos, it's just an empty, gaping hole. And it's its sad, but true, and uh, you know, you can't stop the, the passage of time, but... Uh, the Colonial Tavern was a great place.
1: And Young Street has really been kind of pillaged, hasn't it? If you think of how many places there were on Young Street that were legendary, what is only left are the Peeler Bars that had music in them, and they've only survived because they remain Peeler Bars. And the day that they stop, which they will because people go to the internet more than they do to those clubs now, when that finally happens, um, those will be turned into condos or McDonald's or whatever. Yeah, and
2: Saturdays on Young Street, we kids would go down... Either we'd start at the top or go down to the bottom at Mundinger Music, Whaley & Royce, Thomas Organ Center. There were music stores all up Young mm-hmm. Street. And everybody, it was the first time I ever heard a guy go... Wow, what is that? He was playing at Thomas and I'll I always remember that. And these guys with the greasy hair that were selling guitars at Mundinger Music. <laughs> and one night... At Whaley & Royce, the shop was closed out. I never found out who this young man was, but he influenced my life forever. The shop was closing. I was maybe 12 years old, and he said, well, let me show you this harmony guitar. He played it, and he played Bluebirds over the mountain Seagulls over the sea Bluebirds over the mountain Bring my baby back to me of sound, and it gave me goosebumps. Look at Look my arm.
1: I get chicken skin right that's now, baby. That's what I
2: waited this long to get. That, and that's the song that did it for me. For all the music we did today, so wow. But that was a memory that I'll and I thanks and I I do want to thank everybody for having me as the first guest this evening and for. Allowing us to share our memories together and for me to get goosebumps in public. Well,
1: how about we do one more song to send folks home? And on sure that be. note, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say the my my little piece of Young Street history, which at the time I didn't think was important. I was in the passport office about ten years ago, and I was telling the guy my address, and he said, Oh, I know your house. You know, it's not the kind of thing you used to hearing from the passport office person. And I go, Yeah, he said, Oh yeah, Gino, who used to own it. I, I put it in your kitchen floor with him. And I said, Oh, wow, it's really weird because they're these beautiful long pieces of wood that are really wide. And he said, yeah, they're the they're the floor from Sam the Record Man. Oh. And at now? the time, Sam the Record Man was still open, and it was from a, a reno at some point. Wow. And now I realize I was staring at my kitchen going, I'm, at some point I'm going to have to renovate this. And I'm like, "A you piece, can't. a piece of yeah. this has to be kept because when they're talking about not even putting the sign back up, yeah. it's right. like... How, like Sam, the record man. It, it, I mean, th- I, I that's you what can I, say iconic now. Yeah, you can all with right. that. Yeah. And for Toronto and what we're talking about, we're Legendary. talking about Young Street and all this yeah. music. Yeah. So um, so I've got every morning I'm walking on the I guess was the second or third floor a section the second or third floor is Sam the record man. So yeah. that's my little you know I'm a foreigner I've only been in Toronto 20 years, but uh, that's one of my little music Toronto music touchstones. So anyways, let's
2: play a song. Beautiful. Well, what do you want to do?
1: It's a player's choice. Whatever you feel would be appropriate. You you know almost every song on earth, so... uh, Uh, Well, what do you think they want to hear? What do you want to hear, folks? Any requests?
3: Blues, rock and roll?
2: Ronnie Hawkins? Yeah, yeah, speaking of Young Street. I just don't know how many people would know this song. If you don't, tell me. You know what I think we should do, though? Let's do B.B. King instead. Okay, keep it in the blues, sure. Keep it in the blues. I like all those. I know I did you wrong, baby. I know, I know I did you wrong. I'll be a better man someday. The thrill is gone. The thrill is gone away. Thriller's gone, baby The thrill has gone away I know, I know I did you wrong I'll be a better man someday I'm free, free now Lord, I'm free from your spell I'm free, free, free From your spell Now it's all over, babe All I can do is wish you well The thrill is gone Lord, it's gone away for good The thrill is gone Lord, it's gone away for good day I may be over it all Just like I know a good man should Free, free now. I'm free from your spell. Free, 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 baby. (laughs) I'm free from your spell. Now that it's all over, baby, all I can do is wish you well. Thrill is gone. Thriller's gone away Thriller's gone, baby Thriller's gone away I know I did you wrong I know I know I did you wrong I know I did you wrong wrong. I'll be a better man I'll be a better man someday, someday, someday.
1: Danny Marks, Terry Wilkins. I'm Raul Banaja. Thank you so much. Good night.
2: Thanks.
0: You've been listening to the first podcast of this season's Soul Pepper Saturday Cabaret series, recorded this past Saturday at the Young Centre in Toronto's historic distillery district. This coming Saturday, September the 12th, please join us for a musical cage match as singer-songwriters John Millard of the Polka Dogs and Andrew Penner of the Sun Parlor Players and Harrow Fair stage a Saturday night face-off. Forget polite duets, it's a no-holds-barred, bare-fisted songwriting smackdown that you're not going to want to miss. Visit the soulpepper.ca website for all the information you need about upcoming cabarets, book your seats now seating is extremely limited all of our podcasts of the cabaret series are still available at soulpepper.ca music programming at soulpepper is made possible through a generous gift by the slate family and all of our audio programming is thanks to richard warnham and julia west i'm gregory sinclair hope to see you here this coming saturday